Welcome everyone to episode four, part four. It's Brittany is back. Bitch? I don't know. The quote isn't important. What is important is that we have a special guest star in this episode. My coworker Christian uh, phones in for, you know, a extended period of time. I uh, also wanted to announce that I'm going to be in a stand-up comedy contest on Thursday at a place called My House. So, no, it's not at my actual house. This is a bar in Columbia somewhere. It's not an event that I'm holding in my own home with a bunch of comedians showing up at my house. That sounds like something I would do, but it's really fucking not. And... Uh, if you want the flyer, it's on my Facebook, my Instagram, all those places you can go there to find it. If you're still paying and going to Joe's this week, Rhonda will be there. And, um, I just wanted to give a quick plug for our first sponsor ever. This podcast, 100% Honesty Here, has been brought to you by WookWiz. Now imagine, you are tripping absolute dick on mushrooms. I guess I need to pick it up with my own butthole. <laughs> it feels like a magic trick because some people Why are you asking such deep questions? Alright, so I hit record. <laughs> and of course you got candy in your mouth. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Go finish a Dorisico. Ask, are you ready? I'm gonna, like, I want to say probably a 15 to 20 time a day basis. Knowing full well the answer. I always know the answer. And it's almost always no. But I asked the question. I'm sort of ready. You sort of ready? You still licking the wrapper? Licking the wrapper of a Reese's cup. Look, I don't, I don't eat chocolate on a... On extremely a, you eat chocolate all the time. You just don't <laughs> eat milk chocolate all the time. You're right, baby. Um, figured an easy thing to start off with would be uh, what we've been watching, talking about, <gasps> talking about how cartoons are the future. Future and of how, everything. Yeah, if you are one of those people that's like, oh, I don't watch that because I don't like cartoons, then like, probably give, given it a fair shot. Yeah, it's like watch the stuff. cartoons you think you're not into. Yeah, do it. Right, they're amazing. Well, they're made watch, for adults now too. So like, watch the ones that are recommended to you by other adults. Yeah, for sure, at least. And, like, my current list of recommendations is, like, literally anything Star Wars, 
<laughs> what If is a fantastic show. Oh, so good. Just finished it today. Well, caught up. Well, caught up, yeah. As of it's not September or something. I don't know. 25th. Well, didn't want or to date 26. it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, you didn't want it? Whoops. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care. Yeah. It's just... Takes away the illusion of it being live. Oh, okay. Everybody's gonna know that these are like a month behind now. <laughs> Catch it up. Catch it up a little bit. Yeah. It's because I'm lazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm eating through my backlog like yep. a fucking. I don't know. Grimace mm, from McDonald's? But... I don't know. <laughs> trying okay. to. Just trying to think of something that eats a lot. Like Jake. There you go. Yep. So, um, let's see. What's, uh, new Star Wars? New Star Wars. Star oh, Wars Visions. So good. Holy shit. So good. It's a Star Wars anime, and they couldn't have done any better. It's like 10 anyway. Star Wars animes, by the way. It's yeah. like every episode is a different art art director or whatever and different studio behind it. So like fucking phenomenal. Just like uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Mm-hmm. Another cool cartoon. Yep. Freaking phenomenal. And I'll call them cartoons until the day I die. <laughs> Just to make you people who thought you were adults who end up liking them have to say the word cartoon (laughs) Um, by the way this episode is being recorded in Colombia not the country but the city Um, (laughs) actually Lexington right yeah Lexington yeah we are at Brittany's aunt and uncle's house dog sitting so if you hear that incessant whimpering It's not Andrew. (laughs) Yes, and the dog is not being neglected. He's a very well-taken-care-of, well-loved dog. He just Mm -hmm. likes to whine all the time. She's just mad because she's not over here cuddling with everyone, and her brother Kiki stole her spot. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's just one of those noises that is just That Andrew makes that he thinks is annoying. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I make it because I know it's annoying. Well, I, I like. I only when make you it to annoy make people. The noise, though. You like me making a dog whimpering noise? Oh, we do a sexy time, yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> He's See. a dog. He's a dog, and he refuses to wear his dog tag that I personalized for him as an anniversary present. For his sexy time collar. Uh, uh, He doesn't want to face the facts in the mirror. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I just don't like the Rue being a shortening of Andrew. I don't know. Would you rather... I should have put Havoc. That would have been even better. That would have been better. But I didn't even think about it. I mean, it was when we first started, like, dating, dating. Right. And I had just gotten into comedy, which, Mm -hmm. like, pretty sure I've used Andrew Havoc the whole time. Yeah, you have. I think so. 
You definitely so have. I was like, that was one of the first things. I was like, I need a stage name. Mm-hmm. I need to steal it from somebody else. Uh, <laughs> I didn't actually steal it. It's an homage, okay? <laughs> it's because Davey Havoc's my dad. I don't know. <laughs> he wishes. Yeah. Um, is he old enough to be your dad? How old is he? Probably. Let's look this up. Davy Havoc. Age. Davey. Okay, Google. I'm going to beat you to it. Well, my Google's not even activated. So. 45. Yeah, he definitely... Well, okay, so... I'm not that young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's oh not a... Uh, it don't feel great, does it? It's possible. He would have had to. He would have had me when he was seventeen. Okay, which is so possible. Yeah, that's possible. That's possible. That's possible. My parents had me when they were like twenty-one. I don't know. I'm kind of. Uh, Andrew's um, getting up there, y'all. Like as much as I love Davy Havoc and AFI, it's been a it's been a disappointing few years for mm-hmm. AFI for mm-hmm. me, or a few albums rather last two or three albums of theirs I haven't really been a huge fan of. And then I listened to him on a podcast, that vegan podcast, and I was like, hmm. Is it just because it was the vegan podcast? or No, I mean, like, I knew he was vegan yeah. from the get. Like, I knew that that was, like, so one of those. That's why you sought out a vegan girlfriend. <laughs> just kidding. No, um, definitely... Did not seek out a vegan. <laughs> had, my first girlfriend was a vegetarian trying to go vegan, but it was, you know, way back in the day when mm-hmm. there wasn't, you know, Beyond Burgers everywhere. Um, so she was actually, well, I think it was my brother first, but she really got me into AFI because she was super duper into AFI because he was a vegan, but like I was into it because I was like, oh, this is really good music. And, um, I don't know, I was listening to that podcast and, like, just a lot of his, a lot of his stuff, like, he was talking about not even really, like, being all there while he was writing this most recent album, and I'm like, um, shouldn't... Well, it showed. (laughs) Well, it showed, right. (laughs) Um, it does not sound as good as the old ones, that's for sure. And, like, at a certain point, I don't know if, like artistic talent dries up or if that's like a symptom of veganism or it's a symptom of veganism yeah, oh my god be, right? no no you just lose your artistic edge no no he's been vegan for so long yeah it's finally taking hold <laughs> after so many years <laughs> <laughs> been a while the veggies really start getting to you <laughs> oh man um so let's see what i mean what is a band from your childhood that Ooh. has like just doesn't hold up as much oh anymore? doesn't hold up anymore yeah Ooh. that you like idolized and not even necessarily like idolized but just really got into and then you just like started listening to some of their more to recent be, albums. To be honest, a day to remember. 
Mm-hmm. A day to remember. Yeah. Like uh, all through my okay. high school. I think everybody career. else yeah. can agree. <laughs> as soon like the the album with the two C's. Oh, uh That was like the last quote unquote good album. And I only liked like maybe half the songs in there. Maybe half. Maybe I don't know. Not I really like that album. It's really good, but i like I said, I only liked It's no what separates me half. from you, but you know. But that's where I started, like, losing the, uh, it's not quite. Common courtesy, I yeah. think is the name of the, yeah, common courtesy. That's what the two C's stand for. Mm-hmm. I have not listened to their newest album, You're Welcome. I haven't either. Um, but Bad Vibrations, ooh. Is, <laughs> is that the one that, like, they try to do all the EDM stuff or whatever? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as like that all started too, I was like, ah, well, see, I that, see they're trying, um, but it's not working for them too much. <laughs> yeah. They were phenomenal live. Like when I saw them live and they came to Augusta, best, like hands down, best concert I've been to in a very long time. It was really fun. Good. Very long I time. was there too. Oh yeah, that's right. You were. I was there. I mean, with my last girlfriend, but... <laughs> I was there with my most recent ex because I had gotten two tickets and I was going to bring the ex that ended up being there that I, it, it was awkward because at the time I was like in between them two and it, it was miserable. It was Yikes. a miserable time. I was chain smoking because I was on Paxil and I was impulsively like doing whatever the fuck I wanted. So, like, you know. Just chain smoking cigarettes? I was chain smoking cigarettes, and I don't smoke cigarettes, and I do I have not never like seen cigarettes. you touch a cigarette. I've smoked, like, two American Spirits. Oh, yeah, that's right. Life. Yeah, that's right. that one time, I got super freaking stressed out, too. Yeah. That was miserable. I will never smoke American Spirits. That took way too long for me to, like, even process. I was like, am I going to light the second one? It's been 20 fucking minutes. Like, oh, my God. You know, you don't have to smoke the whole thing. <clears throat> I know, but I, I don't like smoking. Like, that was the point yeah. of, like, oh, I need to get off this medicine because I am chain-smoking Marlboro Reds. And Yikes. it was disgusting. Disgusting. Is, what is Paxil? Is that an antidepressant or it, mood stabilizer? I think it's a mood stabilizer. Let me see. It might be an SSRI, but I'm not entirely sure. But like I said, I was having like really bad impulsive things. It was, it was so lack bad. of impulse control. Yeah, like literally, like not even a not even a thought. Hmm. Because like for me, smoking is way more tempting on like stimulants Mm -hmm. i mean yeah when i get drunk it is a huge draw just because i attached it so much okay yep helps to improve mood and reduces anxiety yeah so like i started seeking out meds and stuff when my driving ptsd got really freaking bad like really really bad um, and that's like when I actually started being like, all right, I need to do something because like I need to be able to drive every day because I drive so much for every single one of my jobs, like yeah. every single one. And then like I went to the concert and my friend at the time 
um, Trinity, he was with me, and he, he even, like, every time he handed me a cigarette, he was like, are you sure you want this? You don't smoke. And I was like, yeah, I don't fucking care. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, hyped up on Monster. I was drinking energy drinks 24-7. Like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, I'm living my high school days. I'm going to go see Dana Bever. And I then, probably like, saw you horrible. then, because I, I was outside smoking quite frequently at that show, too. So. Probably. You probably did see me. Um... I ran into Blake Williamson, and that was phenomenal, because it literally was like a high school reunion for me. It was phenomenal. Um, But yeah, like, that's right around the time where I knew, like, I need to get off these meds. I literally just destroyed my life, like, terribly. Same ex, cheated on the boyfriend, and, like, did all this other shit, and then just completely threw my life away it was miserable because i was like you know two right at right at like two years sober i believe right around here or like a year and a half year and a half two years that was right about there um and i was like you know i shouldn't be doing all this fucked up shit i like grew from this Nah, it was miserable. But I mean, I know plenty of people who are on Paxil and it actually works for them. So, like, good for them. But I was not able to handle Zoloft. I started losing my hearing, um, which is a very rare side effect on Zoloft. That is a very interesting 2%, side effect. 2%. 2% of people experience that. That's it. Yikes. That's it. So I was, like, a part of that 2%, and they were how, like, wow, we don't ever see this. Like, how we, quickly did you lose your hearing? probably say like a month in a month in i started getting really bad ringing and then i was like okay it's just ringing in my ear whatever i'm getting older just destroyed my body with drugs yeah and i was like okay this might be just like a tinnitus thing i i go to i went to concerts all the time and shit and so i was like you know all right whatever and then it just kept happening and then it started becoming like muffled like someone had an ear muff over my ear and i was like what the fuck so like i couldn't start i couldn't hear pitches like pitches of sounds i could hear a little bit of like tones and tone changing but like when people would talk to me it would sound like they were muffled in my one ear like if i plugged my other ear so like that was uh, they were like oh yeah you need to come off that and i was on such a low dose too like i was on the lowest prescribed dose that they can prescribe you for it to be considered like prescribed yeah and it was miserable that um, sometimes when my allergies get really bad, I start to lose hearing, but it's never never quite that bad. Mm. That's Is that like, just like? It's just because they're like clogged the, yeah, up. Yeah, clogged yeah, my up. ears get clogged up because my sinuses. And, mm-hmm. and you got really bad sinuses. Yeah. You and allergies are oh, top yeah. notch. Yeah. It's like being sick, just mm-hmm. all the time for months on end, just Especially because I live in fucking Georgia. Yeah. Another reason to move to Austin, Texas, baby. Yeah, I'm sure my allergies will be bad year. there, but probably not as bad. It's yeah, not nearly not as many as trees. Bad. Yep, we're and not here nearly for... as many pine trees, specifically. Yeah. Is that like most of our pollen is pine trees? Almost exclusively okay. pine pollen. Shit. That's crazy. Especially, be- oh, and you're allergic to pine nuts. Yeah. <gasps> Uh-huh. Oh, you should definitely be on something during allergy season. I usually am. I'm usually no, on No, I mean like on... Like, like meth. N- no, not meth. <laughs> like, <laughs> not 
think we on something that's really going to clear me out. <laughs> no, Andrew, I am not advocating for you to be on meth other than, oh, you know, Just Adderall. allergy season. That's it? Just allergy just, season. Just allergy season. I just need it for a few months. Mess. That's it. That's all. Just a few months. Get me back on my feet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but no, you really need to be on something, especially because I didn't connect that those dots until you said, yeah. "Yep, exclusively pine trees." And like, I know for a fact, like you react heavy from pine nuts. Yep. So. Yep, pine nuts, cashews. cashews. Um, sorry for giving out a list of things to murder me with, but <laughs> not sorry. I don't know. I give you death kisses sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, you know, accidentally sneaked some pine nuts into my beer at an open mic. Can I die of anaphylactic shock while telling a joke about suicide? That would be killer. <laughs> this is, that, is that how you want to go out? Just sprinkle a little cashew juice in there? Yes. Yeah, extract. Straight cashew extract. God damn, that'd be intense. I feel like that would be pretty It'd immediate. probably taste fucking awful. And yeah, and it probably tastes gross. It'd probably be disgusting because they'd have to make it out of like some kind of alcohol to pull the extract. The problem is, nuts. you also have to then like defend my body from getting an EpiPen so oh, that I really yeah. die because I'm sure somebody will be have one. Mm-hmm. Somebody in there is careful. Yep. I mean, <laughs> someone. Yeah, someone. Lord knows I don't have an EpiPen, but well. Sorry, but we're not getting you one. <laughs> it's like four thousand dollars. So expensive when you don't have insurance. Like even when you do have insurance, they're like six hundred dollars. Yikes! So, yep. Yikes! Yep. No thanks, Tom. Ooh, speaking Hanks. of, I need to get more Narcan. I just recent, well, recently found out that Narcan doesn't expire. It just becomes less like uh, effective or whatever. That's how most medications. But. Are. I kept it in my car because, like, you know, that's where I would want to keep it. But we're, you know, live in Georgia, and apparently you're not supposed to keep it in varying, like, temperature, which is, like, you know, understandable. It's supposed to be in a cool environment, which I think I need to just put it in my bag. I think I have one in my bag, but I'm not sure. What bag? My, um, my leather rose book bag. That you carry with you all the time. That I don't carry with me all the time anymore. That I used to. And I told. I ain't never seen you carry a bag. Yes. Other than like grocery bags. No, the first like year and a half we dated, I wore my book bag everywhere. You remember this? My rose book bag? Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Clipped my keys on it all the time, had my Dermex on the other side. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I carried it in like a year because I went to the flat wallet card life. <laughs> yeah, you started dating somebody with pockets. And yeah, that too. <laughs> Got my portable pockets on your butt. <laughs> That's one thing I don't understand about lesbian relationships. Who wears the pockets? I feel like the stud <laughs> would wear the pockets. The what? The stud. The stud is that what it's called now? No, yeah. it's not like they're like the top. I don't know. Why? I, I feel like it's. Why more has it got to be a definition anyway? Yeah, like, but I'm I'm just saying like classification wise, someone's a stud and someone's like chapstick or, you know. Okay, so those are like lesbian categories. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. they're. You can be like a baby gay. You can be a chapstick lesbian. You can be a stud. You can be butch. Like 
It was a lot of different ones. I thought Butch was offensive. I mean, some people... I've, I've heard some people go by Butch. <laughs> like, I just want to be Butch. I wonder if that came from, uh, like, butchers. Maybe. Could mm-hmm. be. Because they're really... Uh, swarthy? <laughs> I guess it's... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a term, right? I guess so. I'm gonna like, act like it is for the sake of your podcast. Like Bob from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure swarthy is a word. Swarthy. Swarthy. Let's look swarthy. it up. Swarthy. You look, yeah. Um, swarthy. How would you? How would you spell S- that? W. Are you typing? Yeah. S W A R T H Y. Swarthy. Oh shit. Swarthy definition pops up. Here we go. Uh huh. It... <laughs> Do you want to know what it means? Because yes. it's definitely racist. Oh, Dark skinned. It... <laughs> no. Yeah. That's not. Kiki. It says. The only definition. The only what words. What is a swarthy person? Dark in complexion. Huh. I always Miriam thought Webster. it was like like a pirate or a butcher. <laughs> like, I swarthy mean, me mateys. Let's see. That's not racist, though. This just means you have darker skin. I wonder if that is literally like the category of like... Category oh, of yeah. Okay, so most of the like... it's It's meant to be like... Dark as in like an antagonist or like Yeah, like dangerous. Yeah, or like that kind of Yeah. But it said dark skin, right? Yeah, yeah. And then that's what I'm thinking is like, you know, kind of thinking the pirate thing, like you were saying, they're out in the fucking sun all the time, so they're all dark skin like their complexion is darkened from the sun. Damn, you don't learn something new every day. Swarthy means dark skin. If you like tall, dark, and handsome men, you find a swarthy complexion attractive. Okay. I thought it had to do with the whole, like, get up. Yeah. Not just the skin, but, you know. Weathered. Rough. Yeah, see? Dark. Yeah. <laughs> um. Swarthy. So some lesbian couples, they're both swarthy. Yeah. So <laughs> Short for seaworthy. <laughs> you are seaworthy. You are a seaworthy companion. Um, I'll travel on my ship. What are some other racial slurs you didn't know? Before? Um, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do it. I didn't know. Um. Oh, what are what are Skylers from? Can you list Skylers from? I, I'm not gonna list racial slurs. I said that as a joke. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I know. didn't expect you to. Was, either. Oh, this is a podcast. I don't know many racial slurs. That's the thing. Is like I know like the you know the hard R or like jigaboo, like you know that kind of stuff. But like, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know a lot of them. I really didn't because, like, you know, I was raised completely not racist. Like, completely not. 
except for a portion of my family is slightly racist, I will say. But, you know, that's the the older generation, and they don't have that excuse because no one has that excuse. But it is a different era. It's a different time. I do sort of understand, but at the same time, don't because different generation. Yeah, um, I don't think, I don't know, not many of my family members have been openly racist around me. I mean, I've heard stories of, like, my great-grandma saying, you know, like, talking about black people and using the word darkies. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, oof. That, oof but I never yeah. met her, so, like, I don't know. I, like, hmm. she died before I was old enough to remember, so... Aww. Probably didn't have an impression on me. Great grandma, so like. Yeah, I mean, I knew my great grandma. I knew my great grandpa on my grandma and dad's grandma. side. On my mom's side, they're the ones that just died. The one that uh, my great grandpa died when I was in Canada, and then when I came back, not even a week later, my great grandma died, and that's my grandma's mom. Yeah. Uh, my grandma Sue, and then my grandma Holland back, and she, oh. She was the matriarch of our family, and now my grandma is, so, like, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Well, I can, I can tell. Oh, yeah. Um, considering all the events are over at their house. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, uh... The telltale the, sign. The sign, of, <laughs> the sign of success amongst a family is everybody comes to your house for every single holiday. <laughs> That's how you know who's in charge. Eh, not necessarily in charge, but I would say, like, she's the family glue. Like, my grandma is definitely the family glue. She the, she the one keeping it going. And, of course, it's definitely the females in my family, I will say, are Make the... Make my own family glue. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, we are not having any family... Use your glue for. <laughs> it didn't say you had to use the glue. I'm just saying you're making it. <laughs> we will have kittens, various goats, and piggies and chickens. Great. Fantastic. I can't wait for everywhere I go in our house to smell like shit of some kind of different animal. It's not. Pigs, pigs gonna be indoor, outdoor. Chickens are gonna be outdoor. Yeah. So just when I walk out of the house, or when I'm walking towards the house, or <laughs> when I get within a mile of the house, they don't smell that bad as long as you clean up after them. And I'm gonna be cleaning like that. That's what I want to do. Like I want to have my own little farm and all my little animals, and I can support my community and be like, anybody want some eggs? I got you. You want some head of lettuce? I got you. I got all so, these fucking fruits, everything. Which of the two is uh, higher of a priority for you? The house farm or the yoga studio slash cafe? Oh, that's hard. That's hard. I feel like they're pretty, like, they're pretty fucking tied. (laughs) Because, like, that's my work life and then my home life. Right. But, like, I don't think you could run a house farm while I mean, also be a running a business small, at the same time. It's going to be a very small farm. Like, when I say farm, I mean just, like, 
Yeah, but Mizzy. animals still need attention. Yeah, but Things I mean, like I've had cleaned up. I've had a not a regular nine to five job when I had you know. Here's my list of miniature zoo. I had three dogs all over 94 pounds. Yikes. And then I had three dogs, two cats, a tarantula, a ball python, a bird. Holy Two shit. aquatic turtles. One was the size of a dinner plate. One was the size of one of those small teacup plates. Damn. Um, and then I had three exotic placo fish that lived with my turtles. Yeah. Um, and then two bearded dragons and two ferrets. Wow. So, like, wow, you know, wow. I had my little mini zoo, and they got plenty of attention. Like I said, I worked my nine to five. All of them got lit out. All of them crawled around. I will say not all of them got along. The dogs didn't mind the um, bearded dragons or, like, the snake or anything. But, like, you know, the ferrets didn't like the snake if the snake was held near their cage. Or if you held a ferret near the snake cage, they were like, yeah, fuck that. makes that. sense. But, yeah, yeah, you know, that makes sense. You know, snakes, um, rodents. I was snakes. with a dickhead, so, like, he was, he was an asshole. Um, he definitely had to feed the snake because she started needing live bait and I could not handle that so yeah that yeah, was, I was vegan eating something <laughs> or raising something that needs to eat living beings which I, I mean, mean you already I already know the circle of life and I already know all that and I know like if I had my farm well <laughs> not reject it I like I can survive I I can I have the substance in today's day to be able to survive without needing to eat meat <clears throat> so like, you know, that's my choice. Because I don't want to eat my pets. But if I do have pets that die, like, I understand. Like, yeah, if I have a chicken that dies, I'm going to bring it to someone and just be like, I just want its feathers. Like, just give me its feathers and I will collect all my chicken feathers. Like, I don't want to bury it because I know I'm going to have dogs that can dig it up. Like, I know that. And I don't want to have, like, random chickens at each place that I've been that I don't get to take with me. Um, I did get my first bearded dragon cremated, though, and he comes everywhere with me. So yeah. He's everywhere. You didn't um, want to eat him? No! I would not eat any of my animals. Just get a skewer. No! Oh, my God, no! <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh. My, my ferrets burned alive. That was oh. devastating. Ha, what? Um, I was transitioning from living alone, broke up with the dickhead, and... I moved back in with my parents, and I wasn't allowed to have any of my animals, so I had to find them all homes, and my two ferrets went to uh, the guy I consider my big brother, and their trailer burned down. Um, they oh, lost shit. all their cats, but two, um, and the ferrets, they lost the ferrets, they lost everything. It was, it was devastating. Um, one bearded dragon is with my friend Lee. Um, the other bearded dragon stayed with the dickhead. Um, the three dogs were originally the dickheads, so he got those. Um, and then, unfortunately, only one of them is surviving today. All the other ones died of, you know, like cancer and old age. Momo, my favorite, my chocolate lab, pit mix. His head was as big as your head. Oh my Times god. Times two, probably. Holy shit. Yeah, he had a big old head. He was my favorite. He was my little chocolate baby. 
He was definitely in tag, so he had some saggy-ass balls he would drag all over the floor. And he thought it was the most hilarious fucking thing to just drag his balls. And he would look, too. He would, like, watch himself drag his balls and make sure someone was watching. And I was like, oh, my God, you are ridiculous. I mean, I do the same shit once I'm old. (laughs) Saggy-ass balls. Be dragging him across the floor like, hey, hey. looking at me, huh? Huh? You see these things? <laughs> Somebody measure this. Somebody get over here with tape. But he was my favorite puppy dog. He was so sweet. He would, he's, he would hype like he was super old. So he would like hype up and get these little energy spurts, and you'd be like, oh my god, you're still young as pride, and he would love it. Um, but anytime we would be smoking weed or anything. He would do anything he had to to be in the room. He wanted to be in the room. He wanted to be high. Like, he was a weed dog. Oh, my God. You could not have anything out. You had to hide everything in jars. You had to hide in the closet. Or that jar going to be rolling. Yeah. Or you going to eat it. He loved it. I didn't know how he got that way. Well, okay. I kind of know how he got that way. Because, you know, he was raised. You literally have dreadlocks. Come on. I did not have <laughs> dreadlocks know. then. Oh. <laughs> I didn't have dreadlocks till 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, 18, 19, 19, 20, 20, 20. Oh, no, no, because October will be four years. This October what, will be um, four years. 2017. What prompted the dreadlocks? Um, I have always wanted this hairstyle specifically. Like, I wanted half my head shaved in dreads. And I had tried dreads with my full head of hair um, when I was with Dickhead in the mini zoo. And I was like, oh, this is not working. Like, I did not have the time. I did not have the money to upkeep them like I do now, like, professionally upkeep them um, as far as, like, roots go and stuff. But it, it was a mess. Like, I had a whole big rat's nest in my head. I couldn't comb it out. I it, t- it took me, it took me, like... Eight hours and probably about four showers of just nothing but like conditioner to try to try to be able to comb them out. Right. And I I sat there for that whole freaking night. And first off, you shouldn't be able to comb them out that easy and that quick. <laughs> if they were real dreads, I did not get them put in correctly either. I'm a Caucasian woman. My dreads take a lot of maintenance. So. Yeah. They don't dread super, super easy, but I did get lucky I, when I got them this time. It was, it was fine, but the last time it was it was miserable. It was so terrible. They were not done right. They looked so bad. I just had a friend do them. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't anything. So I had to comb all that out, and then I had to let my hair, you know, recoup. But I didn't get my dreads till I shaved my head. I shaved half my head first, um... And then I was like, well, and it was right after I first got sober. So, like, chip system-wise, I was about, I think the last one you get is three months, then it's six months, and then nine months. Yeah. So, I think I got my dreads, it was October, so March, April, May. June, July, August, September. Oh, six months. So I got my dreads at like six months, like right after my six month mark. Cause I didn't want to wait for my nine month chip yet. So I was like, I'm gonna get dreads. 
I'm gonna yeah. get my tongue pierced and I'm gonna get my nipples pierced. Like I'm gonna do everything. Like and so that was like my 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 chip system for my sobriety at the time. Yeah. So like I I went for a while with my head just shaved, um, and then just super long hair on the other side, and I had hair down to my freaking down to my hips already, down to my butt. And that was awesome. And then, of course, when I got dreads, it went up to about, like, boob level. Nice. Now they're yeah. finally getting back to hip level. So. Just can't wait until they're taller than you are. <laughs> it's going to be my favorite. When I have to wrap up my oh, dreads. <laughs> Tripping all over them. Tripping on my dreads. <laughs> Gonna tie them up like a piece of rope. Yep. I mean, they're getting to the point where I can barely tie them now. Like, I'm going to have to get those, like, dread wraps to tuck them just under and yeah. bandana them around. Because, like, well, I can still put them in a bun, cords. but, yeah, I, that's pretty much what I have for hair ties now. Yeah. The little snap cords. ones. They look like freaking mini bungee cords. Yeah. And they work phenomenally. They do not, like, snag or anything. They don't pull. It's, oh, it's so great. But, oh, they're such a pain in the ass once they get so heavy and you can't really do much with them. But I think what I'm going to what I'm gonna try to do, I'm going to try. Every time I try, I give up on it. But I'm going to try to grow my... Your right side out? Yes, I'm going to try to grow my right side out to about six inches. And then when I get my first dread haircut, attach what I cut off to the other side as long as it's even. Because I don't want them to be uneven. Yeah. So I'm like... I'll do that, but then I'm like, eh, I'm probably going to give up, because every time I try to grow my right side out, I get so, and it's already to the point where it's near my I ears, and I hate it, like, yeah. it just gets so annoying, so I'll probably end up just, uh, this next time, I'm dying them for the first time ever, because, you know, four is my favorite number, hmm. they're four years old. Yep. Mm. Gonna have them all pretty? Mm-hmm. When is that? October 15th. Cool. Yep. Um, yeah, dreads pretty awesome. Especially yeah. every time I've been tripping. <laughs> and I see your dreads and there's like eyeballs all over the place throughout. <laughs> it's like you have a thousand fucking eyes. Most of the time, anyway. Sometimes they're more like tentacles. But they're like snakes. Okay. But, yeah. It's dope huh. as shit. I wonder... I was thinking about that the other day, about how, like, maybe the reason I like it so much is they do kind of look like a bunch of different tentacles <laughs> coming out your head. <laughs> and you like the tentacles. I do like tentacles. <laughs> we are both fans of the, of the tentacles. Yes. <laughs> That's not pentacles, that's tentacles. 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 I'm not greedy. <laughs> that's what pentacles are, right? It's money. I think so, yeah. Something like that. Something. Something of that nature. I don't do the tarot. The tarot. <laughs> tarot. But every tarot reading that you've gotten done has been yeah. spot the fuck on. Same with mine. Like, uh, I know we were, we were chilling at the house the other night and... You know, everyone had their tarot cards out, and oh my god, that was that was phenomenal. That yeah. was just pretty, pretty damn spot on for 
everything. Like, I just asked my simple questions, too, and was like, shit, all right, got all my answers. <laughs> yeah, it's um, kind of creepy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a terrible reading one time that told me I should leave my ex-wife, so there's that. Well, there you go. <laughs> that was pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. It's a very accurate description of the entire relationship. And the person didn't even know that we were like having issues. It was one of our friends that we hadn't told anything yet. Mm. All of a sudden it was like, yo, oh, you want to do a reading? There's oh, this well, possessive uh... being that's <laughs> keeping control over your entire life and you need to break free of the chains and go live your own life. And I was like, wow. That's weird. I mean, when we first started hanging out, you remember the first night we hung out? And uh, it was Savannah and Corey, and we were at Corey's old house. Yeah. And we had our bonfire and everything, and then we went inside and did tarot. And you, were you asleep yet? I don't remember. I'm almost positive I was I think asleep. you were. Yeah, I think you were. Um, because, like, she held my keys and everything, and this is the first time I had seen Savannah since high school. So, like, yeah. it had been a second, too. And, um, she did my tarot reading and I didn't even ask anything. Like she just held my keys and she's like, is there anything like going on? Anything like that? Blah, blah. And I was like, you know, no, not really. Like, and I was just thinking of like everything that's, was just happening. Um, you know, split the deck, did that. And then she immediately was like, holy shit, this is all about like, you've had a, cause I, I did just regular three card and that's typically how I like to. Yeah. Get my readings as three cards. Um, but this this last time, Corey did a five card for me, and that was, oh my god, that was absolutely phenomenal. That was the first time I ever had it done that way, and it was, or it might have been a four card, I'm not sure. But it was, it was good, like, it was spot on to what I needed. Um, especially with, like, the reactions I've been having, and like you quitting smoking and me being an empath and mm. oh my god like I don't know what to do with negative energy I don't have that much negative energy so I don't yeah. know what to do with it when I have it all um but no the first time it it was like because this was this was probably like what this was the second second or third time we hung out in person yeah I think so yeah this is one of those and, um, so we weren't dating or anything, and, nope. like, I definitely was crushing a little bit, so, like, that was definitely a thing already. Oh, on me? On uh, you? What? Duh! Having all these spiritual conversations over a bonfire and shit, I'm over here like, where the fuck did this guy come from? What the hell? And Out of space, baby. Yeah, outer fucking space, for real. Um, but no, he did the reading, or Savannah did the reading, and she was like, oh, and she knew, like, my past about, uh, my other previous Pisces relationship, and, like, how that ended in absolute trauma, and, like, it, it was, like, a forewarning of, it's gonna be, it's gonna be the same, it's gonna present its same way that it did in your previous times and like but it's gonna be so much better and like more fruitful and went like the whole nine yards about an emotional Pisces essentially and how he was gonna come into my life randomly and completely like boop boop all the things. Oh really so, <laughs> I was like oh oh, oh. and she looked at you and yeah you were asleep. 
Because that was the night we, like, grew on you and shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and Corey won the bet because you uh, hadn't even taken your shoes off yet. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. yeah, it was so fucking creepy because literally, like, not even two weeks later, I was like, fuck, that was right. Like, I'm falling head over heels for this guy. Like, God damn it. Can't believe this happened. What the fuck? And just... Um, and now here we are today. Almost two years. My head was falling for your heels the whole time. <laughs> true. Definitely um, true. That's crazy. Right? Boys had the weirdest experience with tarot. Like, way more of a, um, I guess you could say religious experience than I've ever had in a church. Me too. Like, I've I've had plenty of religious experiences in churches. Like, I was... I have never. Not once. I've had two. I've had two really religious experiences, and one was when, like, I got prayed over by the, like, in tongues by the children's youth person or whatever they were doing that youth pastor no because it was someone else um and like i i loved my church i was at loved it but then it started being very very corrupt um especially when the pastor wrote a book and completely exiled his third child like his oldest son because he didn't want to become a pastor like they, oh still, they still practice religion and they still practice Christianity, but Just he wouldn't recognize him because he didn't want to be a pastor and he wasn't following, like, you know, the strict Christianity or anything like that. Not then, everybody is cut out to be God's stand-up comedian. <laughs> I liked that analogy. Um, but, yeah. no, so then my mom was like, I don't like that. I don't like the sound of that. That doesn't sound very Christian-like. And then we started, you know, being very close to them, and it just was very obvious that it was corrupt, and tithing was the main focus, and yeah. that's who got all the, you know, miracles in their life and stuff, and all that stuff, whatever. Um, so we, you know, didn't do in that, but... I was prayed over, and at this time I had Coke bottle thick glasses, like Coke oh. bottle thick glasses. It yeah. was bad, um, and I think this was either like it was either first or third grade. I don't remember which one. You heal your vision. Yeah, I could read the back of a, you know, the small print on an M M&M. and M. You remember M and M's minis came in tubes. Yeah. Yes, I could read. All the fucking weird ingredients on there. Oh, on from the like, tube? From, yeah. like, far away. And yeah. my vision was shit. Like, I'm yeah. talking, I couldn't even read street signs and stuff without yeah. my glasses. There's science so. behind that. Darren Brown, he does a, um, he did a entire show. It's on Netflix. We should really watch it. It's called Faith Healer. Mm. And it's, uh, he's a mentalist slash hypnotist, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. He fucks with people's heads. And he told everyone at the beginning of the show he tells everyone hey i'm basically a fucking like hypnotist hypnotist yeah. or whatever like none of this is an actual religious thing but it's still gonna work on you because i'm still gonna do the same stuff that all these other faith healers do mm-hmm. so he does exactly that he brings somebody up on stage and they have like glasses that are super thick or whatever and he cures their sight and He's like, 
don't throw away those glasses. It will wear off. This doesn't last forever. Damn. So, um, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't start having vision issues again until... Three years ago? Yeah. Wow. Three years ago? So it lasted a while. A long time. That's pretty a good. very long time. Yeah. I mean, if it works, shit. I've thought several times about getting, um, like, hypnosis to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. Because I've heard that works. Like mm -hmm. a charm. Um, the cool part, though, was uh, he was like, somebody out there, I feel like somebody is being kind of skeptical that I actually just did that. So why don't you come up here on stage? And this dude just like stands up and he walks up to the stage and um, he's like, okay, read this pamphlet for the show or whatever. And he starts reading the pamphlet and then the guy does, Darren does something else to him, some other hypnosis thing. And he's like, okay, now read the pamphlet. And the guy has been holding this same pamphlet the entire time. Mm -hmm. And he's like, starts laughing like what did you do you changed you swapped the pamphlet out yeah like this has all gibberish on it i can't read a fucking word of it and the guy's like no it's the same fucking pamphlet and they point the camera at it and it's got regular words it still says the same things that he was just reading guy just can't read anymore <laughs> and he was Damn. like gave him gave him the ability to read back again but like holy shit uh-huh. Like, you can trick the mind into so many things. And I think yeah. that's like, I don't want to be quoted on record or whatever, but I think that's how, like... Well, good, because this is literally a record. <laughs> so, I know. Anyway, go ahead. But I think that's how, like, therapy works. Like, people are figuring out the ways to trick their minds into living in today's society with whatever, you know, quote-unquote mental illness they have or whatever uh, defect they have or disorder or anything like that. Like, that's well, how, like, that's I feel like that's how therapy should be used, maybe, is, like, you know, you figure out what you have, how you can use it as your superpower, and you work with someone that's professional that can help you figure out those ways, like... Well, make it work for you instead of against you. Stand-up definitely works the same way. Mm -hmm. It's like crowd hypnotism the entire time. You're like trying to get everybody thinking in the same path as you, and you're trying to, like, um, I don't know. I'm, it is like you're trying to mass hypnotize people, but mm. it's a lot harder when, you know, the people have already seen your act before and... Yeah, there's yeah, not too many right, of them. Or, yeah, although it does work better one on one sometimes. Like for example, I can make you laugh pretty much any time. <laughs> yeah. See. <laughs> it's ah, see. Ah, ah. Got you again. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad for the for my stand up. That you laugh at everything. I think it's probably good because it encourages it's, me yeah. to try everything but i feel like it's good and then plus like i don't ever have a problem telling you when shit doesn't work or when yeah. it just doesn't make sense or something sometimes man i know sometimes i crush your spirit but it's okay sometimes, sometimes you need to be humble without going to the highlander oh god 
But like honestly, that last time we went to Thailand, that was fun. Was that was a lot damn of fun. Good. We yeah. got this whole little crowd of stand-up comedians now. We're going to the open mic at Joe's. Had two other new ones last week that mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll come back or not. They said they will. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. Um. So. So. So, so, so. So, so. I, um. Don't know what I was going to say. Oh, uh, so. I was going to say you want to hear my dream from last night, <gasps> but it, like, I don't even remember a whole lot of it. You said it was like a retirement home. The first one was. Oh, okay. So the second then one the was first one was just something some to do with old people. And I think I was also old. I don't remember. But the second one was um, like climbing. There was like oh, a climbing summer gym. camp yeah. at a climbing gym that I had gotten sent to like by myself. And it was like. It was like my hero academia level of like summer camp of climbing like it's a competition between all okay, the people okay. um and then every night there was a fucking talent show and everybody else was like playing music and stuff and i was like well i can't fucking do comedy to this <laughs> like um god damn and i wish i could remember more of it but as soon as you wake up write it down i wrote down what i could oh okay um because I had it, and I woke up in the middle of the night, because dogs, and then had to go back to sleep again, and try and, it, I think it went back to that same dream, but. Repeat. Yeah. Repeat, rerun. I had a Balto dream like that. I know I was seeing that in the car the other day, but. Balto. I had, yeah, so you know the movie Balto, the scene <laughs> where he, he's having the dream that he's running on ice. And then all of the evil, like, shadows and stuff are coming towards him and, like, the train and stuff or whatever. Well, I used to have a recurring dream. I still remember it today. That I would see, like, from his eyes, the, all that happening. But then it would cut into, like, me hiding in random shadow places of a building. And then, um, what's really weird is, now that you say that, is, like, the climbing gym, I had a dream about having to climb up like in that balto dream i had to climb up these like little steel things and push myself into a little corner to hide and i could still see everyone down below me and everyone like in these little cracks and then when i was playing hide and go seek this one time at the climbing gym um because we were after hours and it was someone's birthday party so they had rented out the whole thing or whatever um and we were playing hide and go seek and i climbed up those steel beams i got hit with like a wave of deja vu and was like that's that was weird and then as i like pushed myself into the corner of like the the, like the lead climbing before it hits the garage door um i climbed all the way up there it was still dark and then i like looked through the little slit and i was like holy shit this is from like my childhood balto dream that i've always remembered forever and ever what the hell weird it was weird it was so weird like i stayed up there for a while too i was like this 
is so creepy and how is this exactly like my dream that I used to have when I was like a fucking kid like a kid kid I think deja vu like that like dreams and deja vu and um, like dreaming something that's in real life but in the future like premonitions like that it's probably some sort of like inter like interdimensional I guess you would say time like travel not time travel necessarily but like just like waves getting crossed like I think that there's um hold on what's up Christian you're on the podcast <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um, oh, there he goes. He's got a word <laughs> in, though. Um, so, I think it's like, god damn, of course, it was right in the middle of talking about uh-huh. interdimensional deja vu. But <laughs> I think it's just like how like energy can move in waves and stuff, and it just like reverberates throughout time and space. In different dimensions, and then sometimes your brain can pick up on those waves. Mm. Sometimes it can't. I think psychedelics are a way to open your brain to receiving because all more those waves. filters are gone. All right. those like um, what yeah. I like to consider like the human experience filters are lifted, like completely lifted. Yeah. To like that full veil of hi, this is what everything looks like. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. All at once. (laughs) Fucking wild. Um, Every time I've done, and like, like I said, that first time I took mushrooms, I lived an entire life in prison (laughs) until I was like 80 or 90 years old. I went to jail for life for doing mushrooms once. And like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, like, I think time probably moves faster or slower depending on which universe you're in as well. I mean, it moves faster and slower depending on where you are in this universe. Like, Mm -hmm. where you are in relation to large objects. Um, So, like, I saw a post on Facebook the other day of, like, don't think of yourself as being, like, 27 now. Think of yourself as, like... A 90 year old that went back in time and you know got into a 27 year got back into your 27 year old body and I'm like okay well that's literally how I've been living my life mm-hmm. since then so mm-hmm. not so I mean not entirely I guess I don't know kind of because back then I was still married and I thought that was like the whole purpose of my life was to your societal be construct a, of be a husband, be a family, have a house. Be a family, be a house. <laughs> be the house. Be um, the house. Yeah, kind of. I mean, not even necessarily that. I just thought, like, love was the purpose and I had found it. So it was like, I thought. Aww. That was the whole point. Well, naive Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I man. mean, you can still believe love is the purpose, and like you know, you find your kind of that like half. I'd say probably like 
a very large portion of my belief is love is the purpose. Like, finding how you can spread it to other people without overcoming their own thoughts of what love is and compassion and kindness. And then, like, finding that in everybody else. Like, everybody else. Trying to figure out, like, what that looks like in relation to your love. Like, the love I give, like, I don't is coming from a polyamorous view so like the love I give to whoever I'm either choosing to be in a monogamous relationship with or if I am in like a polyamorous situation then of course like that's where I'm choosing to place that love Uh that kind of love but then I'm still loving like my family my friends my clients like there's always a level of love anywhere all you need is love. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, you know, has... There's a reason everybody says that. And there's a reason that everybody sees love as the... Not everybody, but a lot of people see love as the purpose. Mostly artsy-fartsy people. But... <laughs> which is everybody. Like, everybody is creative in their own aspect. It's just in a different way. Like, some people are creative... Like Jeff Bezos. I mean, he's not really creative. He's just cunning. Which I guess is a kind of creativity. I mean, yeah, creativity can be... You can master the art of manipulation. That is a creative avenue. Yeah, like, that's the scary part. Is, like, people can navigate love into evil shit. And they can navigate love into wholesome shit. It's just... Who is in control of said love at the time? I don't think Jeff Bezos loves anything except for money. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Probably right. I'm almost positive. You're probably right. On like that one. you don't get to have that much money without it being your sole priority mm. or being an asshole. That's just. That is how the world works. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get a Bo Burnham jar too. Yep. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so yeah, and I mean that's one of the main messages that gets brought back from psychedelic trips all mm-hmm. the time. We're that, all connected. We're all connected, bro. Everybody love everybody, bro. Like, but there's so many people that are like, so nah, true. I'm so selfish. Uh-uh. I'm going to just love myself. Yeah. That's terrible. And they need more psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> Here, bro, just drink this drink. So Three tabs people, of acid. You know what? Boom. <laughs> Bring it all the way back around. People that don't watch cartoons need more psychedelics. <laughs> Because try watching anything live action while you're tripping on acid. Oh Fuck my god, that. that's insane. It all looks so fake. The cartoon stuff looks real as fuck. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no like CGI. It's drawn. Like everything is right. drawn to drawn to realism. <laughs> Not to mention, try following a fucking plot while you're tripping on acid. No way. <laughs> Uh, this one time, remember, uh, I was tripping on the shroomies, and don't ever watch The Good Dinosaur 
for the first time while tripping on shrooms. Oh, so sad. That was the saddest I have ever been in so long. And it completely, like, I don't want to say derailed, but it opened my trip up to a lot of, like, trauma loss. Like, all of my lost trauma that I've had. And it was terrible because it was, like, the part where it's, like, raining and dark and... You're thinking the the dinosaur is going to choose to become evil. And that's kind of like what the show is starting to show you is like, oh, he's learning that, you know, you have to be selfish to do these things and all that. And like, you know, it's fucking insane. And it just, ooh, it was rough. That was a rough go of it. Yeah. Rough go of it for a good, like, I'd probably say 20 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting... Um... Could not finish that movie. Let's just Penundrum. say that. Much. <laughs> yeah. Could not whole, finish that movie. Like it takes, it does take a certain amount of selfishness to be successful in life. Mm-hmm. To be, to make it where you want to get to, you have to care more about yourself than other people at certain points about yeah. certain things for sure. But I still believe you can do that without letting that selfishness overcome what you're doing. See, it that's just why takes a, it takes a kind person to realize, like, I can still have that boundary of I have to be selfish to get to my goal, but it's not, it's selflessness, yeah. not selfishness. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I, a better um, foundation. I can't agree with the Jedi or the Sith. Ooh. Can't, can't go with either one. Because, I mean, Why? Jedi... Why for both? Yeah, give me your reasons for both. So, let me pull up the oath of both. Because... The, the... oath of both. Yeah, the oath of both. That's not what it's called, but it's like the Jedi oath. And yeah. The oath. Um, there is, this is the Jedi one. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no passion. There is serenity. There is no chaos. There is harmony. There is no death. There is the force. And then uh, the Sith code is peace is a lie. There is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall set me free. Free. Um... But the gray code, which is... Like uh, in between? or In between, right. A gray Jedi is one that rejects both sides. Um, The gray code is, there is no dark side nor a light side. There is only the force. I will do what I must to keep the balance. There is no good without evil, but evil must not be allowed to flourish. There is passion, yet peace. There is serenity, yet emotion. There is chaos, yet order. Okay, so that's taking like the Buddhist approach. Yeah. You can't have happiness without suffering, and you can't have suffering without happiness. Like, there's right. always going to be both, and your thing is you can accept like the suffering that's happening and not add to it. Right. It's a... Uh, um... It's one of the reasons why Ahsoka Tano is one of the best characters in all of Star Wars. Because she... Uh, 
technically, I would say so. I don't know if they've actually like canonized the Grey, Grey Jedi yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's a book thing at this point still. Okay. But Ahsoka embodies that entire code oh. to the T. Oh, she um, was trained a Jedi at first by Anakin Skywalker. And then at a certain point got falsely accused of trying to blow up the Jedi Temple. And then this is all spoiler alerts for Clone Wars, by the way, all you non-cartoon watchers. Um, But it came out years ago, so you had your chance. But gets accused of blowing up the Jedi Temple and um, like convicted and shit. So they're like chasing her down. Kicked her out of the Jedi Order. And then eventually they figure out, like years later, they figure out it wasn't her. Or I don't know if it was years, but whatever. Anyway, they figure out it wasn't her and they invite her back to the Jedi Order. And she's like, uh, no, fuck the Jedi. I don't want to be a part of that shit. Yeah. You guys are just dogs of the military, as <laughs> they would say in Full Metal Alchemist. Okay. Which, surprisingly very similar mm-hmm. plot lines. Mm-hmm. The alchemists and FMA are very equivalent to the Jedi in Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. Because, like, they're part of the military now. They instantly get the rank of general just for being a Jedi. <clears throat> and they send them out as leaders of, of platoons. So, it's, like, identical. Jeez. To go commit oh, yeah. war crimes. which is why clone wars is so fucking good because you get to see all these cool ass war crimes (laughs) um yeah okay so you would classify your stuff as gray jedi like you would follow gray i guess but i don't even want to use the word jedi i don't i don't want to be part of any that's the thing about being a gray Jedi is like, why would you put a label on it? And also, why does it have to be a label that's so eh? Jedi? <laughs> Could be well, I mean, I mean, gray. It's just like the most boring word on the literally in the entire language. The most boring word is gray. <laughs> and then, um, I mean, why not make it? Like, if you're going to do... (laughs) If you're going to do the color thing, like, why not do a combination of red and blue and make it a purple Jedi? But I feel like purple's still good, though. Like, that's Purple, literally the whole reason that Mace Windu has a purple lightsaber is because he was trained in the dark side first. And then he transferred over to being a Jedi, so his lightsaber is still purple. purple. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Also, Star Wars Visions gets real in depth with lightsabers and Big lightsaber time. color, and it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. phenomenal. Really cool. Um, supposedly, I think. God, I'm not gonna be able to remember which way it goes, but I think blue. Blue is good. Well, yes. Blue but is like blue the means Jedi. you're a good, like lightsaber like mm-hmm. sword master and then green means that you're like super strong with the force yeah like you're more about the like telekinesis shit and, and visions whatnot. are you talking about star wars star wars in okay. general supposedly 
I don't know if that's still true to this day. I heard that when I was a I, child. I know vision, in Visions, the purple was homeboy that got overcome by the dark side. Right, And yeah. then it turned... Yeah, and then he came back yeah. around. Yeah. So there's spruce alert. Yeah. But hey, it's out, so you can watch it. <laughs> so all nine episodes, they're all phenomenal. So good. My favorite is the twin episode. Still. The twins. The twins. Twins. I really I still hope... can't help but think of Scary Movie 3 every time the word twins is said. <laughs> but I can't wait till second season comes out. I hope they elaborate on every single episode they did. <laughs> yeah. Just like oh Love, God. Death, and Robots, I need a whole season of every episode. Yep. I need to know. I want to know all the things. I don't think they're going to continue it. I think they're probably going to do the same thing as Love, Death, and Robots, and they're just going to continue it as an anthology. Yeah. And just have different stories. But I mean, at least that's still phenomenal. Like, they're getting it. They know what they're doing. Oh my god, bridging the world of anime and Star Wars is just fucking mind-blowing. The amazement yeah. that it became. Oh yeah, especially with the studios that they got to do it. Yeah, they got some high-end studios in there. They are dropping name bombs on those credits. 100%. Yeah. And, like, it was originally in Japanese, too. So it's, like, full-on, like, a Japanese nice. thing. Like, the one we watched is a dub. Which, by the way, stop making me feel bad for watching dubs. <laughs> <laughs> dubs are just fine. I yes. don't like reading. I I can't read. Like, I, I, okay, I yeah. don't want to say, like, I can't read. You can't read. But I, I, you <laughs> said it. You openly admitted it. I Everybody can read. Now. I can read, I swear. I can read, but I don't like reading and watching because I have to do one or the other. Yeah. Like, I have to read, re either like read really, really, really fast and then already know what's going to happen and then watch it or watch it and then hope I catch some of the reading. It needs to be like, uh, like Pokemans when they put the text boxes on the, and then everything stops. It's like, and you just read it and then you hit Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And it goes to the next scene. But then I don't <laughs> want that to be that interactive either. Right. Like I don't want to have to push a button every time or anything. Do you ever watch uh, Bandersnatch? Uh uh. It's um. Black Mirror. Episode. Oh, is this the one the where you can control adventure? the event? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I never did that one. I need to though. I'm, I want to do it. It's pretty cool. It's um. It's a very good exploration of choose your own adventure stuff. Hell yeah. And not only that, but uh, Bandersnatch was a actual choose-your-own-adventure book that they based the title off of. Oh, I and know that. Based cool. some of the content in the show, movie, whatever you want to call it. I don't know, experience. Hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. That's yeah. what's up. Let's see what else have we been watching? We watched. Um... Oh, we've been watching Charmed. <laughs> Oh my god, such trash TV. It's so good though. It's fucking CW. I just like... So good. <laughs> I don't watch cartoons, but Charmed is not a cartoon. No, Charmed And is it's not a way lower brow than oh, Clone for sure. Wars for or sure. Visions. Or... For sure, but they did a good job on it. 
<laughs> yeah. for, for it being a reboot of oh an old show, yeah, they did good. Yeah, I mean, it's watchable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like, they didn't... They didn't overkill it to the point where it's like, oh, you fucked up the reboot. But CW does a really good job of putting super duper hot people in all of their shows. <laughs> That's big facts. Like Arrow, I loved all the Arrow stuff. Mm-hmm. That was phenomenal. I never got a chance to watch all the Flash stuff yet. But There's I love a lot all more Arrow Flash stuff. stuff, I think, now. Hell, and so Arrow. Arrow. I've only seen the first season. Oh, really? Yep. I've watched through like... I think season three. Oh, damn. Okay. Because, like, I think he's on that island for, what, three years? I don't think I got to the point where the flashbacks had caught up. Uh-oh. Um, let's see. I think we probably have a good amount. So, how do we, how do we want to close oh, this one? Oh, how do I want to close this one? I feel like this one was just, like, a little... We can we can release our news. Oh. This will be after. <laughs> yeah, it'll be after. Um, we, I don't know. They'll they'll find out. I mean, we don't, we don't need to. We don't, that's don't not a, that's not a podcast announcement. We're, I feel like that's an exciting thing that people exciting. that listen to our episodes are gonna be like oh that's cool yeah, yeah well i mean at this point we've built up the suspense so much there's so much suspense everybody's begging for it who would screaming ever... at the radio Aah! we want to know what know is it I, I don't know why i'm pretending i'm on the am radio but <laughs> <laughs> well anyways uh in the next couple hours we will be Signing the papers to oh. our new place. Yup. Gonna have a hizzle of our own. Of our own with our boys. It's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be so awesome. I can't wait to have all the Legos displayed up on the wall so the yep. kitties can jump on the display boxes and have like little kitty bridges. And oh, it's gonna be phenomenal. We got a whole room we can use a as a podcast studio. Room. A whole room. Yep. And our own living room. It's going to be so nice. And I have a front porch that the boys can sunbathe yeah, on. Yeah, an enclosed front porch. An enclosed front porch. Like, not even just screened. It's enclosed with windows and all. And then also a little plant shed in the back, too. And a tree I can hang my aerial silks on. Whoop, whoop. And my uh, Lyra, too. And if I ever get an aerial pole, which I don't think I'm that brave yet, so that's like another couple years. <laughs> yeah. But all of the things we need and all the space we need, so much more space than we thought. Like the pictures did not do it justice. Yep. But it's official. <sighs> well, going to be official in the next yep. couple hours. <laughs> it'll definitely be official by the time this is out. So you yeah, can say for official. sure. Yeah, it'll be official. <laughs> it's Official. All right, I guess unless you want to add anything. Boop, boop, else. Boop. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. P.S. If you haven't had a chance to listen to Banana Phone, oh yeah, how have I not it. mentioned Banana Phone? <laughs> listen to Banana Phone by Raffi, R A F F I. 
Just do it. Do yourself a favor. Do it. Just do it. Alright. Bye, everyone. Don't poop yourself. This podcast sponsored by WookWiz. Was there ever a time when you were just maybe listening to a podcast and you heard somebody describe how some species of reindeer like to eat mushrooms off of the ground or how they like to eat these mushrooms so much that even when humans eat them and then they pee them out later, the reindeer know the pee is still good for the mushrooms, so they have themselves a nice little snow cone. This podcast brought to you by WookWiz. Yeah, but Got it. if it was really that secret, you wouldn't have heard about it. Yeah. Like-